to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffitt, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession and in a healthy way. And today we have a guest. Her name is Dr. Lori Schwartz-Reichel, and she is a music educator, author, consultant, university instructor, guest conductor, and motivational speaker. She's written over 100 educational articles, and many of them have been reprinted worldwide. And she's also the co-founder of Women Banding Together, a global group that cultivates relationships and fosters the development of women band directors. She does a whole lot more also, but you can already see why I brought her on today to talk to us, because what Lori's going to talk to us today about is how she was able to do some things in her life. She's going to share three specific tips that have helped her creativity really emerge in her life outside of the classroom structure so she could more fully fulfill her potential. So um, before I bring her on, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of us out here who have, in our efforts to serve our students, sometimes we've lost our own ability to explore our creativity. I know I stopped playing my instrument as much as I used to and stopped doing a lot of artistic things because I was so drained at the end of the day or because I um, just wasn't fulfilling that because I felt like I was creative everywhere else. And so I'm really excited to dive deep in this with Lori today because this is her area of expertise. She uh, also is her her phrase of making key changes. So that's what we're going to help you guys do today. Dr. Reichel, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Gosh, um, I want you to start before we tell everybody um, your three tips and go into those. Could you talk to us a little bit about your journey? How come you became a band teacher? What got you into music ed? And uh, yeah, where that took you? Well, everyone assumed that I would become a band director like my father. My father was my elementary and high school band director in very rural Pennsylvania. And my mother was also a teacher as well. So everyone just assumed I would become a teacher. And because I gravitated toward music and did really well on performing on my saxophone, it was assumed I would become a band director. Well, stubborn little Lori (laughs) decided that I had other interests and that I didn't want to do what everybody thought I would do. So I started college as a business major with a scholarship and playing field hockey. And very early on, I realized that I was not pursuing my passion and doing exactly what I really wanted to do, which was serving others and leading them and inspiring them. So I ended up transferring universities and received my music education degree. I started teaching in Rural Pennsylvania, very similar actually to where I grew up, about an hour an hour away, but in a similar demographic area. And I loved my time there, but I eventually met my soon-to-be husband, who is an electrical engineer in the uh, metropolitan uh, Baltimore area. And so he made it very clear <laughs> that he needed to be in that area for what he was doing. And that if we were going to start a life together, there are teaching jobs everywhere, Lori. But as we know, there are only often one band director, or a few per school. And so I was fortunate to eventually um, earn a position in the Howard County Public School System in Maryland, which is one of the most respected school systems in the country for various different reasons. But I was not at one of those affluent schools. I found myself in a school that was a revolving door of band directors. It had a very unique demographic of students from languages, religion, race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status. And I loved it. 
I loved every aspect of the unique qualities of my students, but I realized that they needed someone that was going to stay with them for a while because of such a revolving door. And I ended up staying there for eight years in the community together. We did great things with the program. But at the end of eight years, my principal at the time, who I had forged a really great relationship with, was given the opportunity to open up a brand new school, the 20th Middle School in our county. And she asked if I would come with her to open that school. After about three weeks of throwing up, (laughs) overeating and crying, I finally made a decision that I was ready for a challenge and I wanted to use my creative sense in a different way to inspire another community. So I took on that challenge. I was there for a year and a half until after teaching band for 15 years at the age of 37. I was about to give birth to my first child, my daughter, two years later, my son at the age of 39. And I realized at that point that I had a decision to make. And was I going to remain doing what I was doing and add this addition of parenthood on, or I was going to look at a creative lens of doing things and maybe a different format, a more unique format. And so that's where I am today. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about um, what what I'm doing and how I got there. Yes, we are. We're going to dive right into that. Again, I love your your, um, making key changes phrase there, because that's what we're going to talk about, how you made some key changes. And what a great musical term too. (laughs) Very clever. Um, So you're going to share three things with us today that we think might uh, resonate with some of the folks listening out here. And the first one is a two-letter word, but it can transform. Talk to us a little bit about that. So that first word is no, and we're hearing a lot of that right now, the power of no and how important it is to slow down, decide if we really want something in our lives. But I also see no no as being other ways too. No could mean not now, maybe coming back to doing something. So I ended up leaving the classroom to raise my children and to expand my creativity with freelancing work. And I realized that when I had opened that brand new school, that even in making that key change, it didn't quite fulfill the challenge that I wanted. And I still had interests that I wanted to expand on and I wanted to meet that full potential. So I said, not right now. And another way that we can think about it is not in this format. So no could be no, totally, or it could be not now. I want to pause and try something else, maybe take a leave of absence, try a different area of music education, dare I say administration, go back to school or something in that aspect, or not in this format, working part-time, trying a different level, maybe even teaching remotely for whatever particular subject area within music or band we wanted to. So it could be no, not now, or not in this format. And I think sometimes we're afraid to see what the other side of the coin might look like. And if we just take some time to think about those things, no might take a different format or a different shape. Yeah, that's really different than what I've heard most folks say. You know, no is a complete sentence, but, um, but we change over time as humans and our situations change. And so that flexibility is cool. You have a second uh, one you talk about expanding our circle. So what does that look like? 
Sure. Well, I first want to acknowledge that in March of 2023, Dr. Amy Knops, who works at the University of Missouri, and I became friendly and great colleagues. And we ended up writing an article about this entitled Expand Your Circle, Path, Expand, um, Inspiring Pathways to Potential. And so she and I have been working to expand our circle from my neck of the woods in Maryland to her neck of the woods in Missouri. I actually was just visiting Missouri to speak at the Missouri Bandmasters Association Convention, which was quite awesome. But I think that prior to the pandemic, expanding our circle was simply, I'm going to go talk to another band director in a different district or another town. And it rarely was a band director from a different state or the other side of the country or the world. And so what the pandemic allowed for us to do was to expand our circle, not just locally, but globally, and to see how are other band directors fulfilling their roles. How are they saying no or not now or not in this format? And what resources do they have? What strategies, stories and experiences and how can we learn from them? And I think oftentimes social media plays a role in this. Maybe we see someone that we're afraid to reach out to or we think oh, we could never live within their circle or, oh, my gosh, the amount of things that they're doing. And so sometimes that makes us feel a little less of ourselves. It happens to me all the time. I know it happens to many other people about comparison. And then also, I think that sometimes we're afraid to acknowledge some of the wonderful things that our colleagues are doing. Um, several years ago, I found this quote, this unknown quote, but it was supporting another's success won't dampen yours. And so thinking about ways that we can learn from one another without feeling competitive. And so I think sometimes we're often afraid to expand our circle because in our minds, we might make it a competitive situation where really expanding our circle means just looking to others for inspiration. Maybe they can serve as a mentor for us. Maybe we can serve as a mentor to them. In the case with Amy and myself, it was working together and she had offered up an opportunity for me to come and speak in her state. And now we're looking at ways that I can provide her an opportunity in my area. So expanding your circle and not being afraid to reach out to these people that you think are remarkable uh, resources to you. I've learned that through this process, but you're right. The pandemic just really opened doors and social media, you see more on there. And so, yeah, people say yes. More than they say no when you call and you know ask for their expertise because we're teachers at heart, right? A lot of us are those people. We we want to share. Uh, speaking of sharing, before we get to our final tip from uh, Dr. Reichel, I want to invite our listeners to take a moment to think about how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about on the various episodes of Band Director Bootcamp uh, into practice in your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual bootcamp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. 
So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Dr. Lori Schwartz-Reichel, and we're going to ask her for her third tip. She's talked about how the word no can be thought of as maybe not now or not in this format, how we can expand our circles so that we're less isolated and have more resources at our fingertips. And now she's going to share with us her Reichel three R's. And uh, could you explain what those are and how those impact, you know, your life decisions in this and the like? Sure. Try to say that three times the right I, I, I couldn't even say it once. You heard me go. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> and so, well, I'll say what they are first and then I'll elaborate on them. But they are to reflect, to research. And we often think of research in a scholarly way, but research really can be defined as to examine or to experiment on something and then to refresh. So first, reflecting. What do we want as a band director? and also as a human being or whatever other hat we wear. Maybe that's parent, uh, maybe that's caregiver, maybe that's um, student if we're back to school for something. But how do we want our life and our profession to look like and reflecting on what brings us happiness? What are we proud of? When are we at our happy moments? When are we smiling more often and laughing? I know that sometimes my husband and I will talk about this. He's an electrical engineer and we'll say, oh my gosh, we haven't laughed in a while. Or, wow, you're smiling more now than you ever have in quite some time. What's different? And I also think, you know, I often think about what is that saying to those we serve and lead when we're not smiling and we're not laughing and we're enjoying our time. So reflecting on what brings us joy, reflecting on what some of our challenges are and how we respond to them. You know, I can be at times a very emotional person and I can, you know, sometimes drop or or cry at the drop of a hat, you know, if something's bothering me. But I realize if that emotion is coming out, then I haven't really reflected on why. Why am I feeling emotional? Why am I overeating? Why have I not gone for a run? Why am I saying no to meeting up with friends? So reflecting on how we feel in a situation. Do we enjoy working with older students or younger students? Would we be happier at a different level? Um, Would we be happier adding another responsibility or less responsibilities into our role? So reflecting on that. And as a champion of mentorship and motivation, I encourage teachers to always be reflecting on their teaching, but reflecting most importantly on what is bringing us happiness and joy, because if we are not happy, the students can see right through us and our colleagues can too. So making sure that that's coming through. Well, and it's not a one and done. You don't just reflect once and be like, I'm done. No, because our life circumstances change. And so it's an ongoing practice. Right. And I always say, when you get to the end of the three R's, you go back and you redo it. All right. So (laughs) what's our second R? Dive into this one. Research. And again, it could be ways of examining things. What other options are out there? So when I ended up leaving my position, I originally went on leave. I wanted to leave the school system. Well, I really wanted to work part time, but the school system wouldn't allow that at the time. What a shame, because then we went into the pandemic and we're losing teachers left and right. But seeing what options are out there. So maybe it's 
go on leave. Maybe it's try something different, but just researching different resources, ways to more balance the representation within our curriculum and our classroom. Many different ideas on that lens. And then the third one is follow is is finally refresh. So you've reflected, you've researched, and now you're taking these feelings and these new resources or strategies and you're applying them to your classroom or to your life and you're refreshing. And then just like you said, we go back again and we reflect on these key changes that we've made and do we need to continue making changes. And so you had mentioned a word when we were first talking about evolving. You know, I my father was a high school band director for 31 years, but I knew that wasn't in the cards for me. I had other interests and wanted to try other things. And I wanted to keep evolving in this profession in slightly different ways. And so evolving as human beings and particularly as band directors, it doesn't need to look, feel the same for each person. Yep. I wish we had talked about this when I was younger, because we all thought here's the model of what it should be like, what all those men are doing and everybody else better do it. But you have just tapped on the surface of so much great stuff. If somebody wants to know more about it or read further or hear more of your stuff, can you share a website or a place they can go to learn more about this? Sure. My website is making keychanges.com. No www, just simply makingkeychanges.com. And from there, there are many resources. Uh, the number one resource, and that actually has been growing and growing recently, has been my monthly newsletter. And so if you click on makingkeychanges.com and go to professional development and scroll down to newsletter, you can sign up for the monthly newsletter. I put a lot of care and concern into what is most needed each month uh, for educators, not just band directors, but educators. And I have thousands of subscribers. It's been awesome to see this grow. Well, thank you for sharing that with these folks then, because I love what I'm hearing here and uh, I'm, I'm sure this will become a useful tool. Dr. Lori Schwartz-Reichel, thank you for joining us today. And thank you to all of you listeners who are making a difference in kids' lives every day through the magic of music education. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier.